I'm your host, Njambula Mzibandi. This podcast is aimed at helping you and experienced traders navigate the markets and learn from other traders. This is episode number 13. My guest today is a good friend of mine, Lebu Lisiya. Um, she's a great entrepreneur, um, just a great person, man. How are you doing, Lebu? Hey, how are you? Ah, all is well, can't complain, man. Hope you're good. I'm good, thanks. Very well. Uh, do I just you with Lucia or Mbat? It's too lazy. My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. No problem, no problem. Yeah, it's yeah. all of these different surnames coming yeah. together. <laughs> you know, I've, I've known yeah. you for, for for more than ten years now with with one surname. Now just changing it is yeah, it's a bit difficult for the brain. Yeah, it's <laughs> taking a lot of people to get to get used to it. Most people still say Lucia. I'm like, yeah, no, it's okay, it's fine, you know. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I um, mean, just take us through um, what what interested you in 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 the markets and like just your journey to to date. Mm, okay. So, so the thing with me has always been um, I wanted to be a stay at home mom, like this whole going to work every day and leaving my kids, only seeing my kids on weekends. It just wasn't working for me. So I was trying to find something that I can do, and I was all about the laptop lifestyle, you know. So um, at first I started a business um, which was like digital marketing, but at the time I started it, a lot of businesses in South Africa were not on board with the whole online thing. So it became very, like it was challenging trying to get people on board and understand that, hey, it's much easier to run your business online instead of having like a brick and mortar, you know. So um, I started with that and eventually I just, it didn't go so well because like the clientele, the, it was not so much. So I was trying to find something that can still give me the same um, type of lifestyle that I wanted. So then eventually uh, my husband's friend, uh, he was trading and I could just see his statuses on WhatsApp that he used to post. So I got interested, like, trying to find out what that was about. Because he would post things like, um, I woke up this morning and I was already in profit. So I was, like, wondering, this guy is sleeping and making money. What's going on? So yeah. um, I got interested. I uh, asked him about it. And, yeah, he told me all about it. He um, hooked me up with a course where I could learn how to trade, you know. So yeah, I basically started from there. So for me, it was all about giving me that specific lifestyle that I wanted, that I could still be with my kids and work at the same time. I didn't have to leave home in order for me to go and make money. Yeah, and tra- trading offers you that freedom from the ties that bind. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And how 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 was the, the 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 first year or the first couple of months when you when you started like dip, uh, dipping your toe into the water? It was tough. It was tough because um, besides the fact that I had just had a new baby, um, I would be studying at every chance that I got when he 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 had fallen asleep. But it was tough because it seemed so foreign. Like I just couldn't grasp it, you know, and looking at charts and reading about everything, the psychology, the the, the, the candlesticks, it just seemed so foreign. And 
the only thing that I got from the course was because it was videos, they just advised you to watch it like four, five, even ten times if you had to. That's the only way you'll be able to like actually grasp it. The more you see it, the more you hear it, it's the more you understand it. So it wasn't so easy. And even when I, I started having some sort of understanding, it was I, I chose the simplest um strategies that were introduced to me, you know, strategies that today I wouldn't even look at. But back then I chose the simplest strategies because I just I just wanted the the simplest way in order to figure this thing out. And it was tough, man. It was tough. Yeah. And then did you when you when you um like moving from because I imagine you started out trading a demo account and, and you moved before you move into live. When you were moving into a live account, did you have some, some early luck success or it was just you your train smash from, from the get go? For me, uh when I okay, I started on a micro account, then I moved to a standard account. Um what had happened is on the micro account I was I was doing okay. It was not an, at an accelerated pace or anything, but I was doing okay. But my husband was, because my husband was also trading, we had all the same cause. So with him, he had like so much luck, like he just went into $100 in such a short space of time. <laughs> but then it took him like two days to lose it again. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> but the same thing happened with me when I moved from a micro account and I, I moved to a standard account. On the first night, um, when I took uh, about twenty dollars to from the micro account to the standard account, I made fifty dollars in five seconds. And ten minutes later, I lost it. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> that's the funny thing about forex. You know, so yeah, there was some luck, but then it it didn't last very long. It came with some bad luck as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, they always they always exactly. say um equity curves they um, they take the staircase up and elevate it down. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So but when you're doing it you, you you don't it's like you're just concentrating on what's happening at the moment and you're not looking at the other side like if I continue to do this because when I made that money I, I just could have like stopped. But then it gives you the sense of oh I can do this, you know, cuz I've just so yeah, I can just, I've just so easily done it now. Let me go ahead and do some more. And then that's where the problem starts. You mentioned that um, you, you, you started trading a micro account before you moving to a standard account. Um, was there a difference in um, your psychology in approaching the market and you emotionally um, in managing your trades uh, between um, the micro account and the, and the standard account? Mm. Okay, um, micro accounts was not so stressful. Like as much as you could, you you if you're still trying to understand the market, <clears throat> it's better to go onto a micro account because it's not so stressful. So when I moved to a standard account, it it became more emotional. Uh, the 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 first thing that made it emotional is um the leverage that I chose. So I chose the maximum leverage, which was one triple eight. You know, so you know that the market doesn't move as quick on the micro account as it does on the standard. But now, if you're coming into it with experience from a micro account, it tends to shift on your emotions a bit. You know, so it was a process 
learning how to manage a standard account. I've blown many, 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 many accounts on the standard account because it moves just that quick, you know. Um, you need to learn that when you're placing trades, you cannot place as many trades as you would on a micro account because of the balance that you have on your account. Yeah. So it's a better thing that you can actually make more money or you can make bigger, like also big losses on the standard account. So it, it took me a long, long while to actually like adjust the transition from the micro account to the to the standard account. But what I can say is that the standard account it, it's it's very emotional. Like if you cannot control your emotions on a standard account, you you have a tough time trading a yeah. standard account. Yeah, yeah, and uh, for, um, for those who don't who, who don't know or um, don't understand what we were talking about um, with micro and standard account, so a micro account uh, with with a standard account, each um, full lot size is equivalent to a thousand units of, I mean, a hundred thousand units of um, a currency pay. Um, in a micro account, it is a, a thousand or um, ten thousand, depending on a, on your broker. So, what is a one dollar move on a standard account is a ten cent move on a micro account or a one cent move in a micro account. That's why micro account tends to be better emotionally because the losses aren't as big uh -huh. in 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 rand value or in rand or dollar term values. Um. So, what what markets are you trading, and why did you choose those markets? Okay, uh, I'm, I only trade currencies at the moment, and then uh, I'm currently practicing on another account trading indices. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing that um, for weekends. Like I'm, I'm actually interested in trading on weekends, so I'm just still practicing on that. And then I'll go on a live account once I feel I'm ready. But um, right now I trade currencies and I don't even trade currencies as like a lot of them. I trade one pay and that's oh, okay. the only pay that I ever make money from. Okay. I don't concentrate on other stuff. I know my pay in and out. You cannot tell me anything about it. I always know what it's going to do. I know the history of it. Like we've just got that relationship, you know? Yeah, yeah. So... That's the only pay that I bet on. But other than that, I am interested in trading indices, um, volatility 75 specifically. And um, I look into the US 100, which is NASDAQ. Yeah, yeah. I also want to look into that. I also want to look into that. But yeah, for now, I'm just trading my pay and I'm doing just fine with it. Yeah, yeah, indices are awesome, man. I, I, I love it. I'm, I'm trading indices. I love indices, and I'm trading a lot, trading them on a daily chart. Uh, my favorite thing about mm -hmm. them is that, especially the, the South African ones, that they close at half past five, and you know, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Which ones are you trading? I'm trading the the Fini index and the Resi index. Mm, okay. Yeah, just okay. those two. But now I'm looking now into adding um the the broad the more broad base. Uh, indices mm. like the top 40 also the mm. um um offshore ones the the S&P 500 the mm -hmm. Nasdaq and the yeah, yeah. yeah my str my struggle mm. with with um offshore uh, indices is the time zone 
Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah, but mm, but mm, the, the DEX is uh, at least the DEX is within our time zone. Also, the um, the FTSE 100 is is within our time zone. So, um, mm. yeah, looking into trading those. Yeah, the DEX is also good. I've also traded the DEX 30 in the past. So yeah, yeah it was okay. Yeah, and um, can you take me through your your trading style and how you identify opportunities in the market? Okay, so for me, I don't like to complicate trading. I don't like complicated strategies. So for me, it has to be like stupid simple that you can just explain it to anyone. So the first thing I always do, I'll always look at like your major um, resistance and support lines. First mm-hmm. thing, and then I'll look at I'll look at that on a, a monthly chart. Uh, I'll go down to a weekly chart. You know, mm-hmm. then I'll go down to the, to the daily charts. <clears throat> then once I've got my um, major support and resistance lines drawn, then I look at what the trend of the market is. Mm-hmm. Then once I've identified the trend, um, I look at where it is. Like, is it a, like is it approaching um, the, the the resistance or is it at the support? So what I do is a, like a top-down analysis. So I only trade from the daily charts, the four-hour charts, and the one-hour charts. That's how I determine where the market is going, what the trend is. Then um, I look at the 15-minute charts for for my entries. So if I want to get a good entry, like I'll even go down as far as the five-minute charts. You know, okay. that's all I do. So if if from the beginning I cannot identify what the support is, what the resistance is, or if I cannot identify if the market is on an, in an uptrend or in a downtrend or if it's consolidating, if I cannot identify that, then I don't trade. Okay. Because sometimes the market can be very choppy and you just can't tell what's going on, so I just don't trade. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I like that, like that. Um, um, so are you, are you, do you trade like chart patterns or um, you place a couple of moving averages? How do you identify your trend? Okay, so uh, I do trade chart patterns. I'll try to, I'll try to look for that when I'm trading, see um, what pattern has formed. Mm-hmm. Um, if I cannot identify like chart pattern, I'll look at if maybe is it in an uptrend? So if it's in an uptrend, I always look for where it's supporting. So when it's doing the impulsive move or the retracement, then I'll wait for the next impulsive move and I'll enter there. You know, or if it's doing the if it's in, it's in a downtrend, I'll do the same. I look for the resistance zones for the impulsive move and the retracement moves. So that's how I'll trade. But um, other than that. If I cannot identify where the market is going, then I just won't. Because if sometimes, um, let's say if I look at a chart and I can see that um, there's a, a, a pattern forming, like let me say, for instance, there's a rising wedge that's forming. Mm-hmm. I'll wait for it to actually break out before I trade. So I'll wait for the breakout. Uh, I'll wait for the retracement. Only then will I enter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's how that's how I'll trade it. So for me, it has to be like that simple. I don't like overcomplicated stuff. 
Yeah, you you mentioned you mentioned um, a, a falling wedge and a rising wedge and and, the, and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. And you mentioned that you're trading, mm-hmm. you're doing your analysis from a monthly to a weekly and then to a daily and look and look for your entries in like four hour and yeah. all the way down to the fifteen yeah. minute chart. Those setups yeah. can take a really long time to, uh, for example, a, a, a falling wedge or a, a bull bear flag on on a daily chart can take up to two to three weeks um, to actually complete yeah. and, and like break out of the uh, of the triangle or the flag, whatever the case is. Um, how do you mm-hmm. deal with that, you know, patience of and not like uh, um, jump the gun uh, in, when when you, you you can see um okay it looks like a head and shoulders forming or a bull flag is forming and and not just like mm. you know, just jump the gun and take the trade how do you deal with um the the patience of of, of waiting for the trade to actually um complete completely the right time. yeah yeah mm. well like history has taught me so i think um history has taught me that um, if I enter a trade too early, you know, I always get caught on the wrong side of the trade because I didn't have the patience to wait it out. At the end of the day, I end up losing money and then the trade ends up going in the direction that I had already anticipated. But because I entered too early, then I got caught out, you know. So... From those lessons, I had to get burned in order for me to learn that you need to have patience, you need to have discipline um, in order for you to... Okay. Yeah, so like that's what I was saying, that um, the major time frames, which is the weekly chart, the monthly chart, mm-hmm. I use that mostly for my major support and resistant lines, you see. Yeah. But with a, a pattern forming, I prefer to use the four hour chart. Yeah. Because at least that doesn't take so long for for for, for a, a pattern to complete forming. But also it doesn't give you false signals like it would on a five minutes or on a fifteen minute uh time frame. Yeah. It does take a lot for a four-hour candlestick to form. Yeah, yeah. So, when you're trading that, you would, you, you would be certain that this is really happening. You think? Yeah, yeah. I can hear you. Okay. Okay, um... Uh, and how do you how do you think of risk and how do you manage risk on on an overall basis and on a per trade basis? Do you have like a percentage, a fixed percentage that you're willing to risk per trade or you know, overall basis? Mm-hmm. So for me, um, it's always about the margin. When I place a trade. I cannot allow my margin, the available margin, to be less than the margin required. Uh-huh. So I will always look at that first. And then um, with the, 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 the balance, that I, let's say if I have about $300, uh-huh. and I will say, okay, I'm willing to, to lose about 
twenty or thirty dollars. So as soon as I can see my trades are not going in the direction that I predicted and they've reached that certain amount that I was willing to lose, mm-hmm. I would rather just close it and be out game and not have myself completely knocked out, you know. So at least you can still pay um, more trades after that. No. So I don't specifically have, like I know other people calculate and all of that. And for me, I don't, I don't have, I do have the apps to calculate, but I don't, I don't do that. I'll just, when I enter a trade, I'll, I'll, I'll just say to myself, okay, this is how much I've got in my account. This is how much I'm willing to lose. Um, as long as my margin, um, my available margin doesn't drop, below my uh that because as soon as you start going into a minus with your margin with your available margin then it's trouble no oh, okay got you got you and um uh you know last last few questions before i let you go uh what 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 is your style of journaling and what kind of data do you do you keep in your trading journal okay um what i do is i set out monthly goals so I'll have a certain amount of money that I want to make in that week or in that month. And then uh, every day when I trade, I'll come back and be like, okay, did I achieve that? If I did, great. If I didn't, what was the reason? So uh, then try to check what can I change? Where did it go wrong? Um, analyze my 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 entries analyze you know uh what went wrong, what could I have done better so for me, the only journaling I do is all about my 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 profits and my losses that's it oh, okay okay and uh what what are some of the contents that you still consume to improve your trading and um lastly the book recommendations that you have yo i haven't i i I can't really say I have read any forex trading books you know mm-hmm. like i said when i started with when i started with trading um my husband's friend hooked me up with a course um from some other guy who's a trader um there was a pdf and there was videos um that he created about many many years ago that you just had to watch over and over again um that was the first thing and then um as time went by <clears throat> what happened is uh, I joined a group of uh, traders. Like my husband's friend has started a group where he 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 pulled in different people who were interested in trading, but they were all beginners. And anyone who had like material or anything like that, we would share. Oh, so okay. the material that I got that helped me the most in my trading was uh, price action. There was a PDF on price action that I studied and know as the back of my hand. And then the second one was um, The Forest Bible by Munhesa. You see, okay. um, that one, every time I read it, every time I read it to this day, I still find something different. Like, oh, I missed that. So it, it takes about five, six times to read it and really grasp it. You know? And then the last one was um, The Fibonacci Retracement. So that is like a vital key in my trading. I cannot trade without my Fibonacci because I need to know where my supply and demand zones are. 
Oh, so yeah, okay. that's all I use. I can't really say I've read books, but I am still looking to gain more knowledge. Um, currently, there's someone I'm following on YouTube. Um, he's all about the OTE um, entries, it's optimal trading entries. Okay. So that's what I'm currently building with. You know, trying to consume as much knowledge because, like, I just believe that it, it's a journey. It the learning doesn't stop. You know, yeah, but yeah. I like um, I like consuming stuff that work into my type of trading because yeah. I believe every trader trades in, in in their own way. So it, it works into my type of trading. So as long as it it, it adds more to my type of trading, then I'm all for it. So awesome. yeah, still consuming more stuff. Okay, cool. Now, man, we'll pocket there. Thank you, Lebu, for your time, man. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, sorry to keep you up this late. Um, hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Talking about it, it was not as bad as I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I hope to get you on the show again. Yeah, oh, yeah now I'm definitely coming back. <laughs> <laughs> no, th- thank you, man. Thank you, man. Um, let's, I'll pack yeah. it here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Bye. Um, that's it for the show this week. Thank you for hanging out with it. Uh, be sure to subscribe on the on the Village Trader podcast on your favorite podcast on Spotify, iTunes, um, yeah, on Google Play. Also, subscribe on the website on villagetrader.co.za. Um, we'll send you an email every time a new episode is out and uh, a new article is out. Thank you for hanging out with us. Check you next time on the Village Trader. Cheers.